0: Well, thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, We've talked with several different types of advisors, uh, authors, and others who can help you with your business and financial situation. Now, if you or someone you know is contemplating divorce or currently In the divorce process, this interview is for you. Karen D. Sparks, CDFA and JD of Divorce Financial Strategist, will be sharing valuable insights regarding the divorce financial analysis process. And in particular, she's going to be highlighting the value of working with a CDFA during the divorce journey and how this will help to provide education and sound strategies that will help you avoid divorce remorse. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, Bill, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited about our time together this morning.
0: It's my pleasure. You know, I'm very interested in this topic, and I hear that, uh, you know, COVID-19 and being together has its uh, benefits and its drawbacks, and one of those is that um, sometimes people are realizing that, They don't want to be together anymore, so they need to talk about divorce (laughs) and these types of situations. So, Karen, tell us a little bit about you and your background and um, divorce financial strategists and what you do there.
1: Absolutely. Um, So for me, um, basically, I – well, first of all, let me say that CDFAs are 5,000-plus strong uh, in the United States and Canada, Uh, So this uh, type of assistance is uh, available quite uh, readily to families who need it. As far as my own personal journey is concerned, uh, after obtaining my undergraduate degree, I obtained my law degree. I chose, however, uh, not to uh, be licensed to practice law and spent a number of years uh, working uh, at high levels in various firms in northern and southern California uh, for trial and other uh, situations. When my life went through the transition of divorce um, is when I needed – Uh, to come into another uh, type of work as I needed to be present for my daughter. And I will shout out to her. She's a 2019 Northwestern engineering grad, Uh, so I'm going to give her a a shout out this morning. But uh, in terms of raising her now as a single parent, it was important that I be present and that I uh, look for a professional pursuit that would allow me to do that and also allow me to raise her and do what I needed to do. Um, And as a result... Through a colleague I'd worked with prior to my marriage, I was connected with two gentlemen who ran a web design firm uh, here on the peninsula in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and I came on with them as a CFO and business manager and uh, worked with them for a number of years backing them up financially. However, during my professional career in working, I would always hear the discontent about what happened at the end of the divorce process, either why did I take assets, why did I do this, and it was always in the back of my mind to try to figure out how this could be done differently uh, because it was just too much that I was hearing from family, friends, and colleagues. And uh, so in 2010 uh, is when Divorce Financial Strategist was actually born. I had completed uh, my certification through the Institute of Divorce Financial Analysts and had gone through my complete training. And my whole business objective in opening and operating my business for the past 10 years, is my 10th year anniversary, was to really create a better space for people to break down, analyze, and allocate um, assets that they've spent a number of years acquiring as a married couple. I wanted it to be a situation that was safe, that was transparent, and that was authentic. Um, And at the end of the day, uh, clients are walking away with a new plan a plan that suits their family post-divorce, and a plan that will keep them from, as you stated earlier in your intro, you know, uh, coming up with divorce remorse. Like, why did I do this? You know, why did I take this asset? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? The goal of my practice is to eliminate the why, actually. Um, That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, Now,
0: uh, Karen, do you work with um, individuals or couples and what does that process of working with the CDFA look like?
1: Right. So I decided to let my practice develop organically. So I work with individuals, and I also work with couples. I will tell you that in the past two to three years, I've seen a definite uptick in my work with couples, which I actually enjoy. And I enjoy that for the reason that I have both parties in front of me. We're able to work more efficiently towards the process, and I'm able to make sure that I'm tuning in um, to the priorities that are involved in it, so I work in all of in all of these uh, iterations. What happens when you work with a CDFA? What do you um, What are you figuring out? What are you doing? A CDFA is trained specifically to provide expertise in the area of finances for divorce and separation. What that really looks like in my practice is a focus on a I would say a, a three part Uh, situation. First of all, um, I want to make sure that I'm setting the right expectations. So when I'm meeting with clients initially, I am spending some time really having a good conversation about their current situation and what are the priorities that they have coming out of the divorce. From that conversation, I begin uh, to build what I believe are going to be the key tasks and key journeys that we're going to be taking financially as we're working through whatever is in the marital bucket. I do not have a cookie cutter approach to my work as each family has their own unique blueprint for what they do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my job as a financial professional is is to make sure that I am aligning with that to the best degree I can I can possibly do within uh, statutes in the state of California and outstanding case law and also bring them to a better place. The focus of what I do is full service, really, um, for my families, and sometimes we do bits and pieces of that depending on when the family is coming to me with the concerns that they have. But basically, I take it from the beginning for establishing budgets, setting the expectation, getting that foundation, moving into any support issues if there are, real estate. Uh, Again, this is just a general listing because there are so many things that come into the divorce conversation. But um, investments, retirement, and I spend a good amount of time on on post-divorce issues. And I would say that there are three things that are focused on in my practice. One is transparency, transparency in terms of what they can expect from me, from how much that is going to cost. And uh, we move into the expectations that I have for them. It's important that people are intentional about this work because that is how this work is most successful. So we want to make sure that uh, we're not dealing with any unknown speed bumps or anything that we um, have to deal with that. And the other is simply accountability in the process and making sure that uh, we have everything out on the table, that we're discussing everything out on the table so that they can be educated and confirmed about the decisions that they're making. The education piece I'm emphasizing quite strongly because that is where a lot—and I mean a lot—of decisions go wrong.
0: Now, I, you know, I've been through divorce, and it was—it was, it was kind of ugly because uh, the lawyers got involved, and it got, you know, it got heated, and they were—they were wrestling for different assets. So I would think that working with someone like yourself, especially as a couple up front would make things go a lot smoother and with a lot more meaning. Do you get involved in uh, in valuing businesses uh, as well, for instance, um, valuing, uh, pulling together the values of the, in- the kind of intangible assets?
1: Uh, definitely. So I do a lot of work on some of those intangible uh, type assets that don't normally come up, you know, on the radar screen. So I do touch those when those are present. In terms of valuation of businesses, Uh, Yes, I do. I do it on a smaller scale, however. So I'm generally working with the sole uh, business owner or the consultant. And when I am doing that, I am normally focused on, yes, valuing the business, but more importantly, uh, divorce and particularly if support is involved is an income story. So I'm normally... um, placing or attempting to place a value on that business and looking at their income stream in order to determine whether there are any additional funds that we need to be considering for support if that's on the table. So that is normally how I intersect with it. For uh, the larger corporate concerns and those types of companies on that scale, uh, those I would recommend be handled by a different professional firm, usually a forensic accounting firm. But uh, for the basic small business business, I definitely do provide um, those services.
0: Now, uh, if someone's contemplating divorce, um, you know, one of the first things a lot of them, a lot of people do, will contact an attorney. When should they engage the services of a CDFA?
1: I would recommend that they would seek out a CDFA professional um, as soon as possible after they receive notification from their spouse that there is movement uh, to end the marriage. I say this because planning is everything, and uh, a good part of my practice, a good percentage of my practice is working with families, Bill, um, in pre-divorce counseling. Uh, Statistics have shown that if someone is considering divorce, they're looking at that two years before they ever communicate that to their spouse. Mm. Mm. So Mm. there's a lot of thinking time going on in there, Um, and clients come to me frequently Uh, for analysis to to see where they would be to be quite honest to see how this would hit them what is it that they're going to need to be aware of and so in answer to your question once you're the receiving spouse getting the information or the spouse giving the information one of the first things that uh, you want to do is determine who really needs to be a part of your team right now Um, divorce is an emotional process first and a rational process second and What I would urge our listeners to consider if they or anyone they know are involved in this process is to step back a moment from the shock of receiving the information and whatnot and really consider what you need. And what you do need, first and foremost, is a trained financial professional to bring you through your assets and let you know where you stand first. If uh, the communication is not good between spouses, they don't play well in the sand field, we have some challenges there, then at some point uh, counsel will need to be brought in. But I would highly recommend that you get a handle on where you stand on where you're going financially first, because uh, without that it's going to be very difficult, I believe, to sort of move forward. And in order to find a professional that does this sort of work, a good starting place is the website, the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts. And you can certainly go uh, to the drop-down and see if you can find professionals in your area and i would handle this just like you handle hiring any other professional uh, i would recommend that you find two or three interview them and uh, find out who would really fit best with what you need and uh, what your family needs
0: yeah that's a good point because I, i'm not real familiar with uh, the uh, designation cdfa and i note also that of course so you're a, you're also a, an attorney uh you have a jd so uh if, for instance, in the situation you mentioned, like uh, one individual in a marriage is contemplating, you know, I, I think I might want to get a divorce. I should mm-hmm. maybe get the services of a CDFA. Now I'm doing that individually because I'm not tipping mm-hmm. the, I'm not tipping right. the hat right at this right, point. Right, exactly. And now, would it be likely that that once my once my um, future ex <laughs> uh, gets a, an a, an attorney? Are they? Is it going to be a CDFA against an, att- an their attorney, or are there enough CDFAs to go around to represent both parties? And let me ask you: it, Assuming it's a CDFA against an attorney, are they going to use similar methodologies, or is it just going to be a big old fight, just like it, it would be between two attorneys?
1: Well, that I will try to to try to focus in and answer your statement in parts. So first of all, if um, someone has Retain the services of a CDFA to do the pre-work. The next situation is whether they're even going to go forward. So in your example, someone is going to go forward with it. Um, And the other spouse has decided that um, when lose or draw, they're going to hire counsel and that sort of thing. So if that person, and I'm going to use my own practice as an example, if that person is still going to be working with me in that process, Um, I'm happy to become a part of it uh, and work with the other attorney on whatever needs to happen, right? So at that point, uh, that person is still going to be working with me. Um, Are there times when each person has their own CDFA? Yes, there are. And I was uh, involved in a case about a year and a half ago when one of the partners uh, retained my services and uh, his partner, Uh, retained uh, the services of another uh, professional in the area as well to perform those tasks. And so I have been present in both of those situations. And when that actually happens, uh, my goal of course is to make sure that I'm doing good quality work for the client, but to also make sure that we're not reinventing the wheel. And uh, so I'm looking very carefully at what role I need to play. Uh, Sometimes if, if I know the other professional, um, Or whatnot, We'll try to coordinate with what we're doing to make sure that we're serving the whole family law process in the best way possible. And this is actually a good segue into some of the ways that I actually intersect with the family law process. So I do see private clients and uh, work with them on all of the financial analysis uh, processes. I also intersect with mediation uh, for families that are choosing that as a path to come through divorce because inevitably you will meet the financial nugget. And that is usually where sometimes there are several speed bumps and or boulders, depending on how much assets, how many assets are on the table. So frequently I'm consulted um, in that process to provide that clarity. Um, for those who are familiar um, in your audience with collaborative law, uh, that is a very, very popular and growing method of doing divorce, where a whole team is put together on behalf of the couple, uh, each with their own attorney, a financial neutral such as myself and a mental health professional, child advocate, whatever's needed there, uh, the divorce is happening within that team environment, and I am uh, now part of a local group in my community that provides that service. And finally, in my 10 years of practice, uh, I have been called in as an expert witness at trial uh, for uh, testimony and analysis to deal with marital standard of living, uh, division of retirement assets, and whatnot. And so that's how I've pretty uh, much intersected in and about uh, the practice and how I continue to do it.
0: That's really great background, and I think it's very interesting. I would my thought would be that it would almost be um, uh, mandatory, but if you have a mediation and a friendly uh, collaborative divorce for um, the the couple to to hire uh, a divorce uh, financial strategist. Um, like yourself, uh, someone who can really come in and say, look, let's, let's talk about this together in a friendly way. This, we know that this is a meaningful asset for you. We know this mm-hmm. is a meaningful asset for each other. Um, let's talk about um, how we can get to a, a friendly arrangement. Um, so I no would question. think that would be mandatory. Oh, the,
1: yeah, the, I mean, there's the, no question, because I can run the projections. I can go out as far as 20 years. We can talk about tax effect. We can play with a a lot of different case scenarios until we get to the one that works, you know, for their family. And uh, uh, that is just such a beneficial, and I have had great feedback from that uh, from clients who have used me in that capacity because it has helped to kind of cut through the emotion. It's helped to cut through what I call uh, the university of the Internet, um, where Mm -hmm. folks are Mm -hmm. going out, grabbing here, grabbing there, and trying to piece it together, which I don't recommend. Um, So it helps me cut through a lot of other avenues, uh, the university of the Internet, the university of what happened in my friend's divorce or my sister's divorce, uh, Uh which really has nothing to do with your divorce. So it's that grounding, neutral financial voice coming into the space um, and really giving the information that is critical and necessary.
0: The only problem, Karen, is we're in California and nobody gets divorced out here, so I I don't know what you're going to do for business. (laughs) No, they don't. There's no such (laughs) concept, right? (laughs) I I note also that you're um, a member of ProVisors, which I must say to our listeners, if you're not familiar with ProVisors, it is a tremendously large network of advisors from all walks of life that get together, get to know each other, get to trust each other, and then uh, are able to refer you, their clients, to a wide variety of other top professionals. Uh, It's a tremendous organization a tremendous benefit for clients. So uh, if if you have any questions about any other types of advisors, uh, ask Karen Sparks. She would know. Um, Absolutely. Karen, your your website, I note, is uh, divorcefinancialstrategists.com. I'll say that once again, divorcefinancialstrategists. Dot com. It could be any clearer than that as far as what you do for people. I would encourage our listeners to go to that website and, and take a look around and see what you like. And then, if you uh, are so inclined, give Karen a call or shoot her an email. And let her know what you're thinking, and I'm sure you'd be happy to share a few minutes with folks that are just curious about how you oh, might no, work Oh, no, absolutely, with them,
1: right? absolutely. Uh, the best point of contact, of course, uh, is email for me. Um, phone is also good, and if you want to get a sense of kind of what a CDFA does, uh, my website is, is a good uh, foray into that, and we will be uh, – expanding that uh, in, in honor of my 10th year anniversary, so stay tuned uh, for an updated uh, version of that as we move into the latter part of 2020. But for right now, that is a good foundational space for folk to uh, sort out. And thank you for the shout-out for ProVisors. Uh, it is uh, fantastic. It's a great group.
0: It really is. And. Thank you, and congratulations on your 10th anniversary. That's quite a milestone. Uh, and congratulations to your daughter for her graduation. That is another milestone. Uh, it's real, been a real pleasure. I've learned a lot um, from our conversation. I hope our listeners have too, and I hope they'll get in touch. So uh, come back with us uh, at some point in the future, please, and uh, share more details uh, about what you're doing and especially the case studies. We like to hear those. Karen, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: It was my pleasure, Bill. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: All right, and thank you for listening. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, That's going to do it for our show today. Hope you stay safe. Hope you stay happy and healthy. And we'll see you again uh, here at Exit Coach Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach, from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is, how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS. To 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's Drivers to 44222. Text Drivers to
1: 44222.
0: Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting.